No, I'm not. I just pursue Christ and everything else has to fall to the wayside. Oh, as a dear pants, I might go into last night's sermon if you don't stop me because my heart is still pounding for as a dear pants after that living water. Oh God, we need to pant after you like never before. Where's that thirst? Where's that desire? It is only found one place. Take me into the holies of holies by the blood of the lamb. You need to be baptized in the spirit of anguish and desperation for God. There is no other hope. Folks, when are we going to realize that? Thank you for joining us here at Westside Christian Fellowship, located in Leona Valley, California, one hour north of Los Angeles. Today on Regaining Lost Ground, we hear part one of the message from Pastor Shane titled, Waiting in the Will of God. Proverbs 3, 5, and 6 tells us, Trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths. Today, Pastor Shane teaches us the importance of how we may cast all our cares, anxieties, and worries on Jesus. How He is good and faithful to set us free from any bondage through the power of His Holy Spirit, resting on the faithful promises of His living Word. You can hear the whole message at Pastor Shane's YouTube and Rumble channels. Make sure to subscribe today. For more information, visit us online at westsidechristianfellowship.org. We also encourage you to hear more truth from Pastor Shane with the Idleman Unplugged weekly podcast. And now, from Westside Christian Fellowship in Leona Valley, California, here's Pastor Shane Idleman. Waiting in the will of God. Waiting in the will of God. Anybody have trouble with this? Lord, hurry up. Hurry up. Do something. What's going on? My prayers aren't being answered. This is taking too long. Did I make the wrong decision? And what happens is when we wait in the will of God, it can become challenging. And of course, we're talking about Joseph. We left, I left off there um, quite a few weeks ago now where he was betrayed by his brothers. He was then sold into slavery. Then he went and uh, worked, him, worked his way up and was uh, the, the, really the right-hand man to Potiphar. And Potiphar's wife hit on, hit on him. And he ran. And she said, no, he tried to uh, you know, take advantage of me. And then his, her husband got upset and threw him into prison. Talk about wrongly charged. But you have to remember, with God, it's all about positioning not comfort and convenience. And I, I don't like this aspect of, of God's will, but sometimes it involves being in an in a uncomfortable spot. And I've noticed that's where God does His deepest work. When I'm in that uncomfortable spot, when I have to cry out to Him, there's no other option, there's no plan B. Kaiser's not going to cover this. Medicare won't, Medicaid won't work and neither will Blue Cross. Lord, I need You. Destiny does not come without resistance. Destiny does not come without resistance. Dreams do not come without delay. Direction does not come without a struggle. And finishing does not come without a fight. And with Christians, I've explained this many times before, the enemy uses discouragement. Discourage you in your marriage. Discourage you in your walk. Discourage you in your ministry. Discourage you by look, reading the news. 
And he uses that so you'll become unaffected. And then angry, bitter, critical. And we have to realize that God, what He's doing in our life, there is going to be resistance. There is going to be delay. There is going to be a struggle. There is going to be a fight. But don't let your past stop the pursuit. Don't let discouragement get in the way. And so I'm just going to go through Genesis 40 and probably 41 briefly and really paraphrasing. And what happened is both the baker and the butler had dreams. Joseph said to them, do not interpretations belong to God? So Joseph is in prison, the baker's in prison, the butler's in prison, and they had these dreams. And so Joseph said, the interpretation is going to belong to God. So tell them to me, please. Ultimately, the chief butler was restored, but the baker was executed in interpreting those dreams. And a couple of things we can glean here. Humility. Joseph said, only God, only God can interpret dreams. And this is what happens sometimes in the, you guys can be the charismatic side, and you guys will be the conservatives this morning. But in the charismatic side, right, dreams, visions, prophetic words, words of wisdom, God's healing, you know, and, and, and sometimes we, we, we can become prideful. Maybe you've, maybe you've been able to interpret a dream God gave you that. Maybe you've been able to give someone a prophetic word, but if you don't stay humble, God will humble you. And you'll begin to miss it. You'll begin to think too highly of yourself. And you have to remember, only interpretation comes from God. Only God can do this. I will, I'm His vessel, and I will submit to that. But you have to start giving God the, the credit for everything we do. And it's interesting, God would use Joseph's gift later. God would use this gift to interpret dreams later. When? Well, when he st- stood before Pharaoh. And we're going to get into that in a minute. And he was in a prison interpreting dreams. And boy, it's frustrating when you're doing the menial when you're called to do the mighty. He was using his gifting in the least likely spot. But it's there that God would eventually elevate. And that's why you have to be faithful where you're at. Faithful with what God has called you to do. That faithfulness is rewarded by God. And then verses 14 and 15, Joseph said, okay, you're getting out of here. Uh, So would you remember me? Please? Tell Pharaoh about me that I've been wrongly charged. I've done nothing. Get me out of here. And so that's why I want to talk about waiting in the will of God. Waiting in the will of God. And I actually found these in my Bible, I think, from 20 years ago. And I want to say it might be, some of you remember David Prather. It might have been when I was under his teachings and and wrote those down. I'm not sure. And I have no way of, of knowing who. So these aren't mine. So what happens when we're waiting in the will of God? And and Joseph's in prison. There's a lot of prisoners in prison waiting. Waiting. And I love how we had, uh, we began with uh, Russell gave his testimony. I don't know if you uh, heard that. Make sure to listen to that. I went three times and visited him down in, in by t- the Tijuana border. It's an all-day event. By the time you leave here at four in the morning, get home at six in the afternoon. Three times walking into the RJD Correctional Facility. 
and that, that, that dreams die of ministry. And then Rick was in prison and Richard who led worship and he gave his testimonies in prison. It's like, we've got all these, this is incredible, I love it. There, and then I see correctional officers at the altar. What an incredible picture of God. It's incredible. And I'm hoping, I don't know, they'll probably be listening later because they, they follow the ministry, but I'm hoping to get out and visit a lot of the prisoners out there in uh, California City here shortly. I've already filled out the paperwork, passed the, the, the training and all of that. <clears throat> We're waiting on some things. And that's a, that's a very good spot because God can get your attention. Don't go there. You can get your attention, just take a long drive. But it's in the difficult seasons. And often out of that brokenness, God will bring the beauty from those ashes. Do you ever wonder, like, why does God use such broken people? Why am I up here? Because then He gets all the glory. Look at what God has done. Look at what God has done. And it's often, not always, but it's often from that position of humility. If you stay there, God will bless you greatly. And He usually has to humble us before He can use us. But what happens when we're waiting? Help. Well, it redefines. It redefines or it fine-tunes or it clarifies what we've been asking for. How many times have I been, okay, Lord, hurry up. Hurry up. And then when He doesn't hurry up, through that process, I kind of redefine or I fine-tune what, what I'm feeling God's calling me to do. Or he, he really clarifies things as we wait on Him. Or number two, we just don't see it yet. I live there a lot. I just don't see it yet. Or we just don't see it yet. And so what happens is because we don't see it with our eyes, we begin to doubt God. We get discouraged. Lord, come on. But remember, what is faith? Faith is the evidence of things not seen. It's, 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 it's things we hope for because God has shown it to us. And without faith, it's impossible to please God. So this is actually incredible. Number two, this could be a great way to build my faith and please God. Think about this. If God showed me, if I got my way every time, I'd be a spoiled little brat up here. God uses this, this time. Now, we do have to be careful because sometimes the waiting time is because of sin. Ouch. Could a blessing be delayed because we're not repenting? Absolutely. I'm here to tell you the truth. I'm not here to build a big audience. Tell you the truth that, that sin can stop and thwart the plans of God until it's dealt with. Keep, it on a, keep sin on a short leash, hum, humble and repentant. And sometimes over the years, you know, people say, what, Pastor, you're a pastor. Why are you at the altar? Well, I remind them before you go up, you better go down. God forbid we begin to exalt ourselves. God is to be exalted. Listen, don't, don't be fooled by any Christian leader or pastor thinking, oh, look at that. We're, we're, we've been hurt. We've been broken. We've been marred and God has rebuilt us. We're just His, his masterpiece like our, all of you. And we're to point you to the cross. Point you to the cross and get out of the way. It renews our fellowship with God. Number three, doesn't it? 
oh, this isn't happening yet. I, 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 I can get discouraged or I can press in. And the more God pressures me, the more I what? Go to the ground and seek Him. Go to the cross. The waiting time is not wasted time. Or number four, be more aggressive. This is so true. Take action. Take action. It's hard to direct something that's not moving. And often I'll pray with people, talk, Shane, I just don't know what to do in ministry. I think God's called me to this. Okay, are you, are you stepping out in faith? Are you serving maybe the kids' ministry or the homeless ministry? Um, I remember, I'll never forget a lady who was Lancaster. I hope she's not watching, but it's years ago. And she kind of got an attitude when I said it. And she goes, well, I've got a teaching gift. Oh, well, pardon me. Let God promote you. You don't come in here and say, I've got a teaching gift. Let me teach. We'll notice that gifting upon you. And you come in a spirit of humility, whatever it takes. That's why I love our volunteers and staff here. They just whatever, whatever you want me to do. And God elevates, God promotes. That's why this is so important. But you can be more aggressive. And what it looks like is, is stepping out in faith. I, I tell people often, hey, Shane, I'm, I, should, I need to get a job. Okay, have you filled out any paperwork? Have you done any job hunting and applications? And Oh, not really. I'm just waiting for direction. Well, direction needs feet. And often you've got to be moving and doing things. And, and some of us, we need to just take action. It was the hardest thing I did yesterday, but I'm glad I did it. Um, I'm not really a protester. You know? Out there on 10th Street, busy street with the, you know, for abortion in front of the abortion clinic yesterday. My daughter was, was kind of heading it up with a group, and I said, Yeah, I'll go. And I'm so glad I did now. And I only got one middle finger. <laughs> Man, I'm telling you, the old Shane wanted to say, Hey, turn around, buddy. Let's talk about this. See, that old nature wants to rise up. Don't, don't act like you don't know what I'm talking about. So no, Lord, just gonna pray for them, pray for them. But step out. And then I said, and I felt like, man, I could, we can come here any day. You know, I kind of, I feel like praying. Now you might not stop something that day, but how do you know you won't stop something in the future? Or people driving by, or just God honoring? Look at how, look at them. They're standing up for those who have no voice, the weak and the fatherless. That's the person I'm gonna bless. You step out and do something. I remember, and it's a Hope Chapel now on 60th Street. Uh, when I started, came, I came back to the Lord. I think it was around 1999, 2000. Wanted to get involved. Yeah, be an usher. Walk the parking lot. Clean the bathrooms. It, that checklist was not very fun. Wait, but I'm called to do the mighty. I'm called to be on radio. And have a national voice. That's what I'm called to do. I'm not going to do that. I said, Lord, whatever you want me to do. Whatever you want me to do. And here's the wonderful thing. When He begins to elevate you, you don't have to keep yourself there. 
Oh, gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta do this, gotta keep this going, keep this fire going, keep this fire, keep likes and viewers and, and, and this, and, and gotta keep the people coming. And no, Lord, it's your, it's your calling, you do whatever you want. And that's actually what you're seeing in our nation, if you ever follow some of them. Um, not all of them, um, <clears throat> but some of the bigger, you know, what they call mega church. Um, a lot of the the pastors, and I know people who actually know them. They text them and they try to encourage them, but they they can't they can't get too controversial because they'll lose their dime, nickels and noses. That, that's just the truth. I'm just telling you the truth. A lot of churches, unless they were built big by saying like uh, Calvary Chapel, Chino Hills, Jack Hibbs. Many of you know I know him and. We talk often, and he, <clears throat> you built it on the right foundation. MacArthur's not too far from here, and you know, you, you build it, they'll come. But a lot of them, a lot of them cannot say exactly what the Bible says. Andy Stanley's in a lot of heat right now because he won't come out and say, Is gay marriage a sin? Well, is homosexuality a sin? Well, I, I, I'm not going to say anything because I'm trying to reach the lost. So am I, but you can tell them the truth. Hello? The lost need the truth so they can become unlost. And my heart is not to, I don't want to name names. I don't go, let me write this name down. It comes sometimes. And also, if they have the audacity to challenge God's word, they better be men to be able to absorb the criticism. That's just the way it works. We can point, Paul pointed out uh, people who are not in, going in a good direction. And that's what happens though. Is we get so worried about keeping our audience. Somebody asked me, that, what are you going to do when YouTube shuts you down? 25,000 people. Like they'll find, those who want to truly watch will find us elsewhere. Subscribe to Rumble, by the way. It's a, this is a little pl plug. <laughs> but I'm not, I'm not really worried about it. God has the final say. God has the final say in what happens. And what you're seeing, even the last two years, and what, what Elon Musk released, and you're seeing that, I mean, the, the chaff and the wheat are being divided. The lines of demarcation have been clearly drawn in the sand, folks. We see what's going on in our nation. We see the, the satanic agenda. And the church now, more than ever before, needs to be revived and speak the truth in love. And then number five, oh, I did have it on here. Good. Deal with besetting sin. The reason we use that word besetting is, and it's hard as a pastor because on one hand, you want to encourage people, but you don't want to encourage sin. So someone's stuck. And man, it happens. Anybody been there? You go back and the old man calls your name. And you answer the door or knocks at the door and, and you're stuck in that sin. It's besetting. It's unrepentant. Or even if you're repenting, oh Lord, I'm sorry, but you go back to it. Lord, I'm sorry, but you go back to it. That's not really repentant. That's sorrow. And so I look at it as, I heard this story a long time ago where a pig and a lamb both fall in the mud. The pig enjoys it and even leads others in. The lamb cries out and hates its miserable condition and wants out. And so a person can be dealing with sin and repenting of it 
and God helping them. And it's not about perfection. It's about direction. They're going in the right direction. They've dealt. It's not besetting me. It's not pulling me down. It's not a practice anymore. I might struggle now and then, but I'm, I'm repenting. I'm at the altar. I'm reading God's Word. And God honors that. But it's the besetting, I want to continue in this. And next week, I think we're, I'm coming out with the podcast. I did an interview with a pastor who um, was, was in an affair for a while and uh, came out and had to resign. He's a friend of mine now. And talking to how many people didn't want anything to do with him after that. That's when people need you the most. <laughs> that doesn't mean you agree with. Do you know that the conviction of the Holy Spirit is so profound and powerful they don't need negative Nelly coming up alongside of them like Job's friends? Do you know that? I just started reading Job last week. I'm like, I don't, I'm going to skip through these jokers. These guys. But we have to deal with besetting sin. We have to deal with it. We have to be accountable and transparent and open. Sin grows in darkness. That's why every night my phone is on the counter, my wife access to everything. The elders can come up anytime. Morgan, how's the marriage going? Hmm. Ouch. Well, you know what? He's been a jerk lately. That hasn't happened yet. Praise God. I have been a jerk lately, but not they But see, wanting to deal with that, wanting to be transparent, I don't want anything to hinder the work of God's spirit. I'll even I'll send uh, Abram and Tim and Morgan like when people girls text me on Instagram. I say, oh, deal with this. I don't want any. I don't want that even open that door. Click here for my picture. I don't know you. I don't need to click here for no picture. Delete, delete. It's a very good button. But see, the pursuit of Christ is what keeps you on track. Oh, Shane is so spiritual. No, I'm not. I just pursue Christ and everything else has to fall to the wayside. Oh, as a dear pants, I might go into last night's sermon if you don't stop me because my heart is still pounding for as a dear pants after that living water. Oh God, we need to pant after you like never before. Where is that thirst? Where is that desire? It is only found one place. Take me into the holies of holies by the blood of the Lamb. You need to be baptized in the spirit of anguish and desperation for God. There is no other hope, folks. When are we going to realize that? Is there any other hope? I don't know if you heard on a radio network yesterday. Um, there was a message there playing clips how kids are learning the gay ABCs. B is for binary. T is for trans. And they went through the whole AB, a little toddler. And it does get worse. It does get worse. And when I spoke at the school district last week, I looked at all of them in the face and said, this is child abuse. This is, this is mental child abuse. But there is so much going on. Guys, laws are trying to pass. I, and, and I will go on record saying this. Somebody just text me. Randy, you know Randy, who used to go here, goes, you were right. I didn't believe you 12 years ago when you said what's happening with the, the gay agenda and stuff, but look where we're at. But you can see the writing on the wall. He's calling, wake up, child. It's your turn to shine. You born for such a time as this. He's calling, wake up, child. 
You've been listening to Regaining Lost Ground with Pastor Shane Eidelman. You can find more information at westsidechristianfellowship.org. That's westsidechristianfellowship.org. And for all the latest on what God is doing with His ministry here, please be sure to follow us on most social media platforms. Westside Christian Fellowship is located 60 miles north of Los Angeles in Leona Valley, California. Thank you again for listening to today's message of Regaining Lost Ground, where we are reminded daily, times change, truth does not. Regaining Lost Ground is sponsored by the generous supporters of the ministries of Westside Christian Fellowship.